The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 602, isn't it? I have 601 down in my notes, and you know, you know how truthful and abiding by the rule of my notes I am, but I think that's wrong because I think we just had episode 601, so this... By the by, the nature of mathematics and science, must be episode six hundred and two for your Saturday. I'll keep the dirt actually, uh, for your Saturday, August twentieth, two thousand sixteen. Whoops! As we continue west, I almost started going south. No, no, we're going west. That way's east. This way's west. As long as the compass is pointing behind us, that means we're heading in the right direction. West to those far lands here in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. And we are still raising money for Child's Play Charity at farlandsabus.com. $39,271.39 raised this season, season six of the series, which started just a little bit over a year ago. So in a year we raised... We raised $39,271, 65% of the way to our $60,000 goal. $60,000 for Season 6. If you keep going to, to farlinesabus.com, go to the homepage, see where we're at, click on Donate, uh, and then in that Donate uh, process you can leave a comment, and in that comment you can leave a question. What is going on? Oh, those are squids. I had no idea what I was seeing there. Uh, you can leave a, a question, and I will add that question to the, the almighty notepad of, of notesitude that I have open on my other monitor here every time I record Far Lines of Bust, and sometimes it tells me the wrong things. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll add that, and I'll answer one of those questions uh, in a future episode. Uh, as as a little bit of an inspiration, if if helping get toys, books, and games to kids in hospitals around the world isn't isn't enough motivation, there's just a little bit of little bit of more uh, sprinkles on the cupcake there for you to get uh, a little bit more encouragement with the donations. And of course, with the donations, uh, when we do raise that sixty thousand dollars, I will press F three, and only then will I press F three to see how far we have walked this past year, at least this past year since the last time we did so after raising $50,000 in Season 5. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. That was the goal last time, right? Uh, so, yeah, much much appreciated for all the donations so far. Uh, much appreciated for the continued support. Uh, continuing to get that, that number up. Little little mini goal that I have of reaching $40,000 and then playing Crack Pack is, is still in play, although the time has come and gone for the uh, much of the activity on the Crack Pack modded server, uh, but the offer still stands. Um, so so we'll we'll have to see where it's at when we do get there to, to forty thousand uh, dollars. Maybe I'll also wrap in a little morsel of okay. I'll, I'll also play No Man's Sky or something. Something I've been putting off, uh, and people have been asking quite a bit about. Maybe I'll do that too. Uh, I don't know. That's that's a little bit less formal than than the previous the original offer. The, the original offer stands, 
So yeah, keep on doing that. Farlandsorbust.com. Dot com. I wanted to just... I, I mentioned No Man's Sky a little bit in the last episode. I, and I have been watching other people play it on, on stream. Uh, I've been watching some of Vintage Beef's videos, so... The general startup storyline and, and pretty much the gameplay itself uh, has, has, has been spoiled for me, and I'm still I'm not like turned away. I was turned away, I suppose, on day one when there were so many technical issues, uh, frame rate issues, options not responding issues, and and just not. I don't have an SLI machine, but apparently you can't play it with SLI. Your your typical bad console to PC ports problems. Uh, typical, but not necessarily acceptable. Um, but yeah, I've not been turned off by the gameplay. Like I said, I feel like if, when I do end up playing, I'll play it. I'll treat it as if I'm, you know, playing a, a, a walking sim or, or even, you know, something like Eidolon uh, along those lines. The one thing I have noticed, and maybe I, I'll discuss when I eventually do start playing, I figure when I do play it'll be stream. It's very, it seems like a good streaming game. That seems to be the consensus. Some folks are trying the YouTube stuff, but I feel like that would require too much editing to to, to, to break out the boring bits. Of course, I did I did no editing in my Eidolon series, and that, that, that entire game is boring bits, mostly. Boring, but exciting and interesting. Um, the one thing I have noticed as far as the way the game is presented, I don't know that I've heard many people mention this, uh, so perhaps I'm the only one with a slight aversion, to the the narrative um, is in first person. Basically, there's no voice acting, there's no vocal interaction between you and the aliens, uh, or... or your, your interactions with the world. You basically get pop-ups with text, and they're all written in the first person, as in they say, I feel the alien does this. The alien grabs my gun, as opposed to the alien grabs your gun, or, or whatever. I don't know what that is, but it, it seems a little bit uncomfortable to me. It seems like it might be kind of calling back to the early kind of uh, RPG days, even almost like text adventure RPGs, um, and it's, uh, but but to me it's uncomfortable, it's a little bit awkward, uh, and it's also, to me, not effective storytelling, if I can say so as in, in, in as many words. Um, it's it's uh, it's basically it's basically taking away your reactions and filling them in with pre-scripted reactions and feelings, and and maybe I feel like that might have certainly not everything to do, but that might have something to do with why people aren't finding themselves particularly emotionally interested in the game, uh, and and I think it could really hurt the longevity of the game. I don't know if that's not the one reason, obviously, but just for me, it just feels awkward. Uh, instead of... See, here, here's my thoughts about stories. Movies, books, you know, TV shows, whatever, music even. My personal opinion is that it is much better to show your audience... Ooh, 
Is that visible? Or that's 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 not visible. Alright, just, just some slightly beneath the surface there is a zombie spawner, but we can't see it, so we won't explore it. My 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 basic uh thoughts on the matter is that the the writer, the artist, the director, whoever should show you what's happening, should show you the scenario, should show you the emotions or whatever, uh, instead of telling you, you know, showing is much more, I suppose, profound than telling directly. And, and it really does, I feel like it puts up a screen, like, oh, I'm not the one having these experiences because there's this text here that's saying, I feel the warm, thingy, glowy ball thing in the in in the 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 monolith or, or whatever, and, and, or I, oh, it, it grabs my hand, or or it, I I feel terrified. I don't want to be told how to feel. I want to have those feelings myself, and and it's probably and possibly a lot to do with the the technical limitations of No Man's Sky. They either didn't have time nor the resources to make cutscenes that show you what's happening, that show the interactions between these aliens. Uh, so instead, they just have blocks of text while you're staring at an alien that just is standing there stationary and, and they're telling you that he grabs your gun or they're telling you that he slobbers on your, uh, your helmet. But they can't actually have made those into cutscenes or actual action, act, actual action scenes. But then I do think about a game like Eidolon, where you're not even... you don't even really exist in that game for the longest time, and to continually I don't, I don't have any semblance of who I am in the world of Eidolon. At first I thought I was a robot, because I was carrying around this iPad with little life meters and things. Uh, but then I didn't think so, because I broke my bones, or, and I had to, you know, slather honey on them to, to make them not infected. Um, I feel like, and that was also in reading the dev notes of Eidolon, uh, the dev journal of Eidolon, that was a conscious choice. At, at once they did have like a character model uh, that existed, but they decided to take that out because they felt it would just be better for you to exist in the world as this, you know, this this life form or whatever without any sort of purpose or history or uh, presence. And, and I believe that and maybe this is all down to preference or whatever, I believe that really then allows you, as the player, to experience it as yourself, uh, as opposed to having dialogue or text or whatever tell you who you are, tell you how you're experiencing this, uh, really, I think, is a very stark... Uh, Tony Stark. No, stark uh, contrast and stark kind of... Uh, I don't know. It's 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 it, it's certainly. I'm I'm gonna try when I do play it. I'm gonna try my best to look over that and and maybe I don't know. Maybe even ignore it uh, for the sake of maintaining my immersion. That's the thing. It really breaks the immersion uh, because you're not immersed into it. This person you're playing, who's having these experiences and is telling you about them, his experiences and emotions, is the one who's immersed in it, and you're just a third party at the controls. But anyway, enough about that. We're walking to the Far Lands, and right now we're going to sleep. And uh, first person's -ness.
uh, what was that Seinfeld episode or the Jimmy? Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's getting angry. <laughs> um, he talks in the first person. Oh, that's what that's that's what it makes me feel like. Maybe that's the way I can make kind of fun of it. Is all I'll make uh, fun of the person who refers to himself in the first person. Oh man. But anyway, we continue on here. We continue on. Ooh, ooh. I wonder. Do I have a boat? I've got. I've got a few boats. Let's take a little, a little sail through that archway there. Even though I think it kind of ends at a dead end, as opposed to going around that way, which I'd actually get us somewhere. It's not. It's not about the destination, my friends. It's about boating underneath natural bridges. And I'm actually... Jeff Bridges? No, I'm actually uh, looking forward to going this way more because there's this very crazy mountain over here. Oop, this is getting narrow. It's getting narrow and Wolfie's gonna spawn right there, I betcha. I betcha. Uh... Oh, there he is. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm stuck. I've been wedged. Wedged. Ooh, what's going on in there? Oh, well... Not my boat, that's for sure. Oh, just another little underground lake. Speaking earlier of those questions that donors can ask, got a very, very generous donation. Put us over the top of the, uh, the $39,000 mark. A good friend, Doc Gratis, who also did similar things with the first Child's Play charity fundraiser and, and even further, uh, I think last, last season, very generous donation from Doc Gratis. Uh, to get us to our goal, or, or closer to our goal, or one of the mini goals. I'm, I'm not remembering clearly. C clearly, my brain's capacity does not include such things as these. Ooh. I didn't notice that birch tree up there. But yeah, Doc Gratis, a very generous, very generous donation, uh, says Lizzie Busybee and M Star, woo, are starting. Careful there, Wolfie. Are starting school soon. M Star has specifically told me a specific message from M Star. Tell Kurt I am in kindergarten. Kindergarten, a kindergartner farlander. That's a lot of errs at the end of those words. I am in kindergarten. Do you have any funny stories to share? from elementary school. I was trying to think of this and I, I have a particularly unfortunate, uh, like I said, the brain power stuff. <laughs> not, a, not a very good long-term memory about a lot of things. And I'm honestly, I get things confused a lot as to when they happened in the timeline of events. Um, funny stories from elementary school. Um, I do re well, I don't know if they're funny stories. We did have a, like an engineering day. Somebody came from somewhere, some, some job, maybe like GE or, or, or Shell or, or something. There's a, there's a headquarters around Chicago where somebody came in to talk about engineering jobs and what you want to be when you grow up. And we were given the task of creating with a single square... Can you spare a square? A single square of aluminum foil. I don't know, it was probably five inches squared. Make a boat that can carry as many pennies as possible and then they float it in the water and they drop penny after penny after penny in. Um, 
me being the the smart engineer that I was, um, made a boat by simply folding up the four corners, and it was just a flat. It was just a flat. Uh, it was still square, but it, it looked like a, a pan. Basically, I made a pan uh, to to hold as many pennies as possible. Uh, everybody else was very adamant about making their boats look like boats, as in like the sailboat type of boat, the speedboat type of boat, the very, uh, you know, what's that word I'm looking for, the half dome, pretty much like putting like a dome or whatever on the upside down, uh, and of course all theirs ended up capsizing or not holding that many, uh, whereas mine ended up holding like the maximum amount of pennies, uh, because I essentially made a barge. Um, so I don't know how much funny <laughs> that is. That's the end of the story. Uh, I, I was last to go. I named it... That's that's the funny part, now I remember. I named it... I was very big into this, but I was very big into the Titanic at the time. So I named it the Titanic, and everybody, everybody was joking that it was going to sink right away, because it's the Titanic. But no, no. Kurt J. Mack won. Kurt J. Mack won. Third grade Kurt J. Mack showed all the other third graders. That he had uh, some 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 brains in that giant skull of his that couldn't wear baseball caps. <laughs> oh man! And yeah, I essentially made a barge, and it worked, and I won. Um, and I did not get a job offer from GE or Shell or whoever that was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was because uh, for whatever reason I was really into. I was getting all those scholastic books about. Robert Ballard and and his finding the Titanic and then finding the the Isis with some old Greek boat he found and then finding the Bismarck. I was really obsessed with that stuff for some reason. I don't know why or where that came from, but uh, yeah, I was very interested in that. Uh, so yeah, I remember that. That's like uh, that's that's one of the good memories where I'm like. I win! <laughs> there, there, wasn't, there wasn't much winning uh, for Kurt J. Mack growing up as a kid. Uh, I did not win in the gym <laughs> or anything like that. So, or, or the sports, um, or even even too much with the maths or the, the, the questions and the, the tests and things. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's a story from elementary school. I don't know that it was a funny one. I'm sorry, I'll have to go back and work on... I have to go back and work on my stand-up material for that. Did you uh, have? Uh, did you bring a lunchbox or did you get hot lunch? What was on the lunchbox? Ooh, look at this place. Sorry, distractions. I don't. Uh, it was mostly. I mostly brought my lunch. My mom mostly gave me my lunch for quite a while, actually, and I even continued to bring my lunch through middle school. Uh, and high, I never. I never did. Um, we had hot lunch. Oh wow! Look at this. It's it's speaking of arches. Ooh, speaking of skeletons. We got one arch, two arches. See, it's it's elementary school. <laughs> Three. Ha ha ha. Oh, it's just barely an arch. Neat. Garden of the arches. Garden of the art and arch and art and gar garches. No. Okay, that's not working. <laughs> These words are not mushing together as much as I anticipated. Neat. A neat little area. Um, yeah, I really never, on a regular basis, or, or ever did the, the hot lunches or the cafeteria lunches. There was, like, hot lunch, uh, yeah, hot lunch, is that what it's called? Yeah, hot lunch days, like, the first Friday of the month or something like that. That I think was almost mandatory or whatever. I can't remember what specifically was in them. 
Um, but yeah, I mostly always brought my lunch, and then through middle school was the first school that actually had a... Like a kitchen, air quotes, um, that a lot of people would uh, use, but I never used it. The one time I did, because I forgot my lunch, I got a hamburger and it was like... 90% soy, <laughs> the burger patty. <laughs> and I'm like, I will not be getting these ever again. I will not forget to bring my lunch. Or if I do, I will just not eat lunch. Uh, and I never, I never threw out the four years of high school. That's right, I finished high school in four years. Believe, Actually, three and a half. Oh, that barge building really paid off. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, I, I never once stepped foot it was like a little back hallway area. I never once stepped foot in the uh, the high school uh, food line, I guess you could call it. Uh, um, uh, never once paid paid for lunch. It just it, it was all gross stuff, and I always just brought my lunch. Uh, and and uh, I, I I was about to say, and I'm better for it. I have no idea if I'm better for it or not, but. Yeah, never, never even did that in high school ever. College, on the other hand, boy howdy, did I ever, and and boy howdy, did I did I bring some extra weight home after the freshman year? That's that's true. That's true indeed. Uh, actually, that would have been my junior year. Actually, throughout the entire college, there's I've seen pictures of myself uh, after college with family or whatever, and I'm like, heck, I was a monster. <laughs> what? I was a beast. Where did all that come from? And where did it go? Um, cotton, cottonado, but uh, yeah, never. I, I, and and it was mostly uh, paper bags. Paper bags uh, were my my lunchbox of choice. Um, very environmental. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I never actually had like a. I had maybe one of those insulated reusable lunch bags. Eventually, but never, never had like a. Not that I remember anyway. The the specific with He Man. Or, or anything on it, Star Wars lunchbox or anything. I never had that. Bing bong bing. So yeah, that that that's my uh, grade school experience in a nutshell. What else? There's another question here. Um, let's go to sleep and then we'll answer this secondary question here from uh, Doc Gratis, Lizzie Busy Bee, and M Star. In the morning. <laughs> And awakeness. And a continuing onness. Possibly in a boat. We all know, we all know your space travel desires, but would you be interested in suborbital flight? Uh, Virgin Galactic or Blue Origin? Uh, so far, space yes, deep ocean no. I'm not sure what that's referencing. Is that the tally? Did somebody ask? Oh yeah, I, I think a long time ago, maybe that was you guys, uh, asked if I would be similarly interested in like visiting the bottom of the ocean. Visiting the Titanic with Robert Ballard. Um, I mean, that would be interesting or whatever, but it's certainly not if I had the choice between the two. Space or bottom of the ocean. I would obviously choose space. Um, and similarly, knowing... 99.99999 repeating uh, to infinity possibility that I will never, ever, ever in my lifetime go into space if I were to be offered suborbital flight, if that was the closest I could get, obviously. 
then by all means, yes, I would, I would, I would definitely be on board for that. Uh, even, even early on, even you know, just as hey, why not? <laughs> you know, uh, adventure and whatnot. Sure, it's not gonna feel much weightlessness, and sure, you're not gonna uh, be up there orbiting or even to be able to see the whole blue marble or anything. But it's something. It's something. See, I, I, I definitely would. Um, I, and, and there's certainly, obviously it's hard to say if there's any scientific or even, I mean, there is some technological advancement thanks to those programs, um, but not in the grand scheme of things as the way, as someone who, who is a fan of NASA, human space flights, uh, the solar system exploration, space flight, uh, not on the same level. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't scoff at, at, I wouldn't scoff at that. That's for sure. That's for sure. So yeah. And then Doc Gratis asks, "Can you believe that you have fans younger than Flob itself? Flob is is over." This is my first YouTube video that went up. Let's play a YouTube video that went up was was Far Lands of Us. This world, this Minecraft world, of which I've yet to even die in, was the Far Lands of Us world in March 2011. Is over five and a half-ish years, if I'm doing the math right. Almost. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. <laughs> that's 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 a little bit wacky. That's <laughs> that's. Let's not, let's not think about that too much. Uh, but yeah, that's very cool, and I, I very much appreciate it. I'll, I'll be I'll be keeping it up. I'll be keeping it up, and, and who knows? Maybe these same people will be graduating high school whilst I'm still continuing on to these far lands. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, overwhelming. <laughs> Existential panic attack. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Doc Gratis. Uh, and Child's Play Charity, of course, once again, thank you very much for your very generous... Your your Doc Gratuitousness of generosity. Hey, No, that didn't work. Uh, to Child's Play Charity and support for Far Lines of Bust. Much appreciated. Let's see here. Another... And this was brought up in my last live stream on Twitch. Another very generous donation came via Fajitas Command, who had a request that I'm not going to fulfill today. I'm going to ask for input on this request. Requested that I do another spoken word rendition of a pop song of my choice. Any Taylor Swift song is appreciated. Uh, this also coming on the heels that I did the the No Scrubs. Somebody, it might have been Fajitas, wanted me to sing No Scrubs, but I said, no, no, I'll do, I'll do you one better and I will say the lyrics to No Scrubs. So this one's a little bit too open-ended. I don't listen to pop music, so I don't know what to choose. I don't know what, what the popular music is anymore. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, used to, I used to know what was in, and, but now they changed what was in. <laughs> um... And I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. I don't know that I'd be able to recognize them on the radio if they came on. I don't listen to the radio. So I'm looking for input from you guys. Perhaps uh, Fajitas wants to leave a comment or whatever with a, a specific request. And then, perhaps then, 
I can fulfill that, but I certainly don't want to. This has been a, this has been in the notepad for a few months now. I don't want to make it feel like I'm ignoring your very generous donation to Child's Play Charity. Um, but this is a little bit more of a unique request. So perhaps in the next episode, if we get a good uh, unanimous... Not unanimous, obviously, but uh, uh, if I see a trend towards a particular musical number to speak, then, then I'll go with that one. Jinklestog asked, as a kid, or still now as an adult, did you ever have a favorite jet fighter? Like the F-14 Tomcat, the F-4 Phantom, the F-22 Raptor? Well, the F-22 Raptor was not around when I was a kid. But yeah, my favorite when I was very much into the Air Force and, and, and the jets and the planes uh, was definitely the F-117 stealth fighter, or Nighthawk, as it was referred to. Mostly because it looked pretty cool. <laughs> it was this matte black pointy Darth Vader helmet looking uh, jet. It wasn't. It wasn't a fighter jet because it was more of a just a, a bomber, obviously. But uh, yeah, that was really cool. I had many. I made at least three or four models of it. Um, had, had books on it and even probably VHS videos about it because it, it it was about the time I was starting in that interest in elementary school in the early 90s um, and, and, and middle school even in, in the 90s when they were first used in the uh, the Gulf War uh, and they were still secret to that point uh, from the from the skunk works at, at Lockheed Martin and, uh, yeah, I thought they were just really cool. There was even, oh, yeah, there was a Nintendo. There was a Nintendo NES, original Nintendo Entertainment System video game called, I think it was called F-117 Nighthawk or Stealth Fighter, uh, which was almost like a legit flight simulator. It was much better than the, the Top Gun game. Good gravy, that Top Gun game. The worst. <laughs> the worst ever. You do so well on a mission, but then you have to land back on the ship, and good luck with that. Nobody ever could ever do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, this F-117 Nighthawk game, I remember. you were. It was cockpit view. I remember I had... Uh, 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 I had to use like a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a compass. Like a legit compass in the real world. Because you had to navigate to your mission objectives... And you could only do so via the, the the degrees heading on your your instruments. And either I didn't interpret it right, or maybe I was missing some sort of easy shortcut or or or, or, or waypoint. Uh, but I would always be doing the calculations. Okay, I'm heading this way, but I have to be over this way, so I got to turn left 13 degrees or whatever. You know, uh, it was really interesting and and fun. And it was, uh, I mean, it was like a, a almost a legitimate flight simulator that I was playing, it seemed. And it was in my favorite airplane, so why not? Uh, but yeah, definitely the, the F-117. Ooh, hello. Uh, I did, I did for, I, I suppose, aesthetic purposes, I did I did like the, uh, the F-2 Falcon, or Phantom Falcon, uh, and that's the F-4, not the F-2. What's the F-2? Uh, I don't know what the F-2 is. Uh, the F-4 Phantom was just kind of like a, a cool, like, m the muscle car of, of fighter jets. Uh, obviously mostly used back in the earlier uh, the 70s and, and stuff in, in Vietnam or whatever. 
But, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely the, the F-117, even though it wasn't a fighter jet, uh, and it was, as, as a plane, not too great, <laughs> both aerodynamically and performance-wise. It wasn't the fastest at anything, it was just completely invisible to radar. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's that answer. Uh, what's the, what's the really big bomber that has swept wings? I forgot what that one is. Is that the B... Is that the B-2? That one's just, like, really cool looking. That's just a really unique, cool design. Is it not? I'm, I might be thinking of something different. But yeah, it's like a big four-engined uh, bomber that has swept wings, like the, the Tomcat, but this craziness. Madness. Madness, I say. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's a very appropriate question. Somebody was paying attention to my earlier history of interest in the, the Air Force and Air Force planes and, and things like that. Ooh, look at this. Uh, ooh, this might work. You know what we can do? Instead of Instead of digging into a hidey hole, we can build up the walls of a hidey hole, why don't we? Oh, actually, we might need to shut the back door. This seems like it's a little bit dangerous. Yellow. Ooh. Ooh, okay. We're not... No, 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 Wolfie. No, 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 no. We're not, uh... We're not playing that game. I would... No, no, no. Bup, 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 bup. Coming out. Yep. And... Stay there. Whoop. Yep, stay there. All right. I've got to... Put some insulation in. There we go. All right. Uh, that's fine, I guess. Oh, God, I heard a footstep. I thought there was something... Something nasty sneaking up on me. Neat. Don't get to do that that often. Whoop. <laughs> also, we got a little bit of a skylight here. Yoink. Awesome. All right, let's block this off. I guess Wolfie is staying with us this time, so we should probably light things up a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, uh, for these uh, donations. Every single one uh, is amazing and much appreciated. Keep doing so at farlandsorbus.com. I'm gonna scooch Wolfie over a little bit so I have some room to work. I need to construct my Ikea bed here. So farlandsorbus.com. Keep donating. Uh, also check out uh, my Twitch channel. I've been slowly ramping up the Twitch streams a little bit more. Uh, and like I said, I will eventually be playing No Man's Sky there whenever that does occur. And uh, this video, like I said, is coming up on Saturday. Uh, actually, before you check out my Twitch channel, check out the Mindcrack LP Twitch channel, which right now, probably as this video came up, is doing a 24-hour stream uh, in which uh, trying to raise funds for Mindcrack in order to be able to send the vast majority of Mind Crackers to MineCon, which is coming up in a little bit over a month, I believe, uh, in oh. Anaheim, California. We do need uh, some of the fundage for that, so we are holding one of our uh, marathon variety live streams at Mindcrack LP on Twitch. I will be participating in, in various segments in there and might even be taking over the stream for a little bit at some point. So, so check that out, and uh, if, if you can uh, help out with that, then that's great. Uh, if not, then at least enjoy the stream, enjoy the, 
the the entertainment and uh, I, I hope to see you there and and thank you very much for seeing me here in, in Farlands of Us. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs>